The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Good morning. Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your morning headlines. One week after two earthquakes shook Turkey and Syria, the number of those died is now above 34,000. The Greek Dialogue Institute is holding an interfaith prayer vigil for quake victims tonight. This is in Austin. It's at 6.30 at St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church on Wellsport Drive off Wells Branch Parkway. That's in far north Austin. The future of Austin's chief executive is expected to be determined this week. The Austin City Council has a special meeting on Wednesday. Sources tell KXAN the City Council intends to ask City Manager Spencer Kronk to resign or be fired. Kronk put out a statement Saturday. It says he remains focused on serving and leading the people of Austin. Kansas City Chiefs are your new Super Bowl champs. Sunday's big game took place at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Eagles with a 38-35 victory. This is the third time in franchise history that the Chiefs have been crowned as the winners of a Super Bowl game. And if you took the day off, maybe you were staying up late watching the big game, you're going to have some nice weather to look forward to. Meteorologist Sean Kelly joining us here at the desk. And uh, yeah, it was a great game. It was a great game down to the wire. It was exciting. Halftime show is great. Commercials were, were pretty good. Pretty good. There was a Will Ferrell commercial. I think it was my favorite. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was an exciting uh, evening. But, you know, I'm sure we were all kind of in bed pretty early. <laughs> we were. We were. We yes. some of the uh, recaps there. Uh, but we've got some really nice weather today. I mean, temperatures into the 70s. Warmer weather even through the next few days here over the course of the next several days. That's all ahead of our cold front at 431. Thank you all for joining us on this Monday morning. Hopefully you're as rested as you can be as you're taking on your day here as we kick off the new work week. Those temperatures again. Yeah, look at that, 70 degrees. We should be into the middle 60s, so we're going to start a nice warming trend here today. We go from 70 today, Tuesday, 77, and then we make a run for 80 degrees on Wednesday. Some spring-like weather returning before we kind of get hit in the face with winter-like weather following a cold front after Wednesday. 45 degrees right now, so it's jacket weather out there. Also dealing with a little bit lower air quality today. We've got uh, some smoke in the area, particulate matter, a little bit of ozone as well, so in that moderate category, so that's sensitive for uh, some people. Seeing some increasing clouds out there, not a full-on sunny sky. Temperatures here also again a little bit cold in Lano, 37 degrees there, 38 in Fredericksburg, 39 in Marble Falls. Metro temperatures right now into the 30s and 40s as well, 40 in Buda, 47 in Taylor, and then out towards the east here into the 30s and 40s as well. So again, jacket weather now, and you can get away with just a short sleeve t-shirt later on this afternoon, 70 and it's going to feel really nice. But we do have some changes, not only in the temperatures, but some rain chances return later on tonight and then into the day tomorrow. We'll have the details of that and we'll time it out for you coming up in First Warning Weather. Sounds good. Thank you, Sean. More Central Texas kids are dying from fentanyl. One of the hardest hit communities is the Hayes School District. Yeah, since the start of this school year, it believes five students have died from drug overdoses. And it's prompting some parents to take the fight against fentanyl to the nation's capital. KXAN's Sarah Alshay shares their story. 
An emotional testimony from Hayes CISD parent Brandon Dunn about the death of his 15-year-old son Noah last year. He died from fentanyl. The pill he took contained 8 milligrams of fentanyl, which is four times the lethal, lethal dose. Those listening to his message? Lawmakers in Washington, D.C. For us, this isn't a political issue. This is an issue about the safety of our children and the citizens of this country. Earlier this month, Dunn and his wife Janelle went to the nation's capital to speak in front of the House Judiciary Committee about the fentanyl crisis. It was a great opportunity for us to tell our story um, and how fentanyl has affected our life. Noah is one of five Hayes CISD students who died from the lethal drug this school year. As a response, the district launched its Fighting Fentanyl campaign with a series of educational videos. And Noah's parents also took matters into their own hands, creating a website called Forever 15 Project. And we offer resources um, for help, ways to spread awareness, Narcan sites. So whether it's speaking to lawmakers in D.C. or to families in Central Texas, Janelle says they'll continue spreading awareness, hoping they're able to save even one life. I'm going to fight until I feel our children are safe. Sarah Alshah, KXAN News. Rodriguez says people from across the country have reached out to her about the project, the Forever 15 project, and she's hoping to one day have one launched in every state. Looking in depth here, more taxpayer money is going towards stopping people from overdosing in Travis County. Austin Public Health is going to get about $2 million in federal aid. This money will go to services for people in jail, also counseling and peer recovery coaches, and educational campaigns for both the public and health professionals. All right, later today, you can get an update from Austin ISD on changes to a site in East Austin. The district wants to work on the current home of the Alternative Learning Center on Gonzales Street near Boggy Creek. The Anita Ferales Coy facility sits on 20 acres and has fields and play areas. Tonight's virtual meeting is from 6 to 7 in the evening. We're going to get a link up for the Zoom registration for you ready on our website. It's KXAN.com. Members of the San Marcos School Board are meeting tonight, and one item they'll consider is asking voters for more money. School board members are going to talk about holding an election on May 6th. This will coincide with elections in Hayes County. On that San Marcos CISD ballot, we will see three trustee positions and a possible bond election. The agenda did not say what the bond would be for. This morning, the mystery continues in the skies above the U.S. and Canada, with the U.S. military saying it shot down another unidentified object Sunday. This one over Lake Huron. It is the fourth object that was taken down over North America airspace in less than two weeks. They keep adding up here. The object went down in the lake, and officials expect to recover it. They say it's unclear whether it has surveillance capabilities, Saturday, a U.S. fighter jet shot down another unidentified object in the sky over Yucatan, Canada. And on Friday, the military shot down an object over Alaska. It's all started February 4th when fighter jets downed a Chinese surveillance balloon off the coast of South Carolina. Owning your own piece of the 40 acres while helping the University of Texas at the same time. And why police believe the Capital Metro driver was shot while on the job. Welcome back, everyone. A Capital Metro bus driver is recovering at home this morning after being shot 
while driving yesterday. And police say the driver was in southeast Austin near Riverside Drive and Burton Drive. They believe a stray bullet hit that drive around 2 in the morning. They say it started with an argument between two people in two other vehicles. Cat Metro doesn't think the shooter targeted the bus driver, and police haven't released any information about the suspect. Meantime, investigators are working to determine why a small plane crashed at a Lakeway golf course yesterday. Lakeway police say the pilot was heading to Tennessee when the plane lost power. Pilot tried to make an emergency landing near Lakeway Air Park, but ended up on the Live Oak golf course. So he began maneuvering his aircraft and unexpectedly at about 1500 feet, his engine stopped. And so he was gliding in that last 1500 feet of altitude. He did an absolutely fantastic job. Uh, no injuries to any people, uh, no damage on the ground to speak of. The pilot walked away from that crash uninjured. Federal Aviation Administration says the pilot was the only person on board that plane. Coming up on KXA News today, how a lack of workers is impacting how you fly in and out of Austin. And what do millions of dollars from Washington mean for the streets of Austin in your neighborhood? Good morning. What a Super Bowl it was in Arizona. The Chiefs and the Eagles duped it out. We've got highlights and reaction later in sports. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning. This year's Super Bowl had a couple of interesting firsts. The first time two black quarterbacks started in the league's title game. Also, it was the first time both starting quarterbacks were from Texas. And both of those quarterbacks shined last night in Super Bowl 57, played across the street from my house. State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. There's league MVP Pat Mahomes seeking his second Super Bowl title. The Philadelphia Eagles running out of the tunnel. No dreams and nightmares playing this time. Jalen Hurts, fourth season in the league, going for his first title. Second quarter tied at seven. Hurts, 45-yard pass, A.J. Brown. Good. That 45-yard touchdown will put the Eagles up 14-7. A little later, though, Hurts on the move. He fumbles it. And Nick Bolton picks it up and returns it. 36 yards, Chiefs tie it at 14. Eagles have to shake that one off, and Jalen Hurts does just that. Running in from four yards out to give Philly the seven-point lead. They led by 10 at halftime. Speaking of halftime, how about Rihanna? Great performance, no guess. She did all bad by herself. Plenty of fireworks thanks to the show that she put on. Now back to football. The Chiefs driving down 10. Pat Mahomes running on a tough high ankle sprain. But he is able to get down near the goal line for the first down there. And that would set up Isaiah Pacheco for a one-yard touchdown run. Chiefs down by three. Fourth quarter, Chiefs down by six. Pat Mahomes to Gadarius Tony. For the touchdown, and Kansas City takes their first lead of the game, 28-27. to A little later, Mahomes finding Sky Moore wide open. And the Chiefs take an eight-point lead after that. So, Philly, they're going to need a touchdown and two-point conversion to tie this one up. Well, Jalen Hurts finding Devontae Smith wide open. They get down to the two-yard line, and then Hurts sneaks it in for the touchdown. Eagles just down by two, so they go for two. 
easy decision to make in that situation and hurts. Nothing easy about this run, but he powers his way in to tie it up at 35. Then Mahomes making it happen. Ankle and all runs up the middle for 26 yards. And that puts the Chiefs in field goal range after a defensive holding penalty. They get in a perfect spot for Harrison Bucker. He makes the 27-yard field goal to give the Chiefs the 38-35 lead. And they hold off Philadelphia to win the Super Bowl by that score. Second title for Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and the rest of the crew. It was just all hard. We knew we didn't play our best. We knew we didn't play for each other as much as we wanted to. Um, that first half was just, you know, it was a big moment. It's a big game. A lot of guys playing a little uncharacteristic, and we were just able to, you know, regroup at halftime and figure it out in that second half, man. We were flying around. MV, Pat, you can't say enough about what this guy means to Kansas City and this team. What does it mean to you? And, I mean, it's just, I, I told y'all before the season, we got, we got Coach Andy Reid. We got guys like Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Frank Clark. We're going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. At the end of the day, we're going to be the Kansas City Chiefs, and we're going we're gonna to celebrate this right here, baby. Uh, we're going to celebrate this the, the right way. Well, that puts the 2022 NFL season in the books. The Chiefs, according to FanDuel, have the best odds to win the Super Bowl next year all right full day of hoops on tap for today the longhorns men and women will be in action the women play iowa state at six the men visit lubbock to take on the texas tech red raiders at eight o'clock that's it for sports let's go back over to you all right lots of people waking up with the sore voice and maybe <laughs> yeah. no voice today lots of cheering yeah. and yelling at the tv all right i, I can't even imagine can you imagine winning this super bowl i remember winning you know a big volleyball game yeah. in high school i cannot yeah. even imagine it's the incredible. feeling that they're going to be waking up to today and so awesome. just, you know, all week long. Fantastic. Yeah. And if you're uh, one of those who stayed up for the entire game and you're joining us early this morning, make sure you get that coffee going. Uh, good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. We've got a few updates here for you. Wind advisories go into effect later on tonight. That'll last all the way through uh, early tomorrow afternoon. You can see right now it's not dealing, dealing with any winds out there, calm winds, no, nothing of concern just yet. But watch what happens as we progress into the later part of the day. The winds really kind of get going here, 15, 20, 25 mile per hour wind gusts. Then we start to see some 30 mile per hour wind gusts. This is later on this evening between about 10, 11 through midnight, 1 a.m. Things get really gusty. So make sure you plan ahead today. You still have time throughout the day today to kind of secure some of that lightweight yard furniture, anything that's not tied down. Make sure your uh, garbage cans are also secured so they don't end up down the street here. Because these winds, we kind of get in this actually windy pattern for multiple days. You see Tuesday is a bit windy. Then even as we make our way into Wednesday, still going strong with some pretty, uh, pretty uh, gnarly wind gusts there as well. So 45 degrees right now, calm winds. It's a little bit chilly. Definitely jacket weather for you as you're waking up with us. Through the next few hours, we've got no rain here in the forecast. Really nice morning here, just a little bit cloudier than we really want. But hey, we'll take it. It's a warm start to your morning here in comparison to yesterday. Five to 10 degrees warmer, in fact. But the temperatures here still showing some pretty chilly uh, numbers, 30s and 40s area wide. But look at this as we head into the later part of the afternoon. We're soaring into the 70s today. And then watch what happens here tomorrow and into Wednesday. We're into the 
close to the 80 degree territory. So we've got some really nice temperatures here through the next few days, but we kind of just got to deal with the winds and the clouds and that's what makes it not completely perfect. But again, we'll take anything that's not uh, very winter like here. So throughout the day today, mostly cloudy skies here and there. Then the clouds really start to thicken up uh, right around midnight tonight. And then we start to see a few streamer showers moving on and becoming from isolated to a little bit more scattered, especially from the metro and out towards the east. That's early Tuesday morning, and then it's out of here by Tuesday afternoon for any of your Valentine's Day plans. Another chance of some uh, light rain showers Wednesday and into Thursday. Not a big rain event there as well. 70 degrees for a high temperature today, and then through the next seven days, we warm on up again, 80 degrees, and then we cool back down into the 50s by the end of the week. Okay, Sean, thank you. Millions of dollars going towards making Austin streets safer. We're talking about $23 million that it's coming from a federal grant plus $6 million from a voter approved mobility bond. It's a lot of money here and KXA and traffic anchor Erica Brennan's talked with the city's transportation department about where this money is going to be used. Joel Meyer joining me right now. He is with Vision Zero program with the city's transportation department. So Joel, Tell me about safe streets and this funding, what it means. Give me all of the information about it. The safe streets and roads for all uh, grant program was uh, enabled by the federal uh, bipartisan infrastructure bill. Um, and it's really an unprecedented investment in improving transportation safety in our nation's roads. And so it's $5 billion over the next five years. Um, available to cities and states and communities across the country. And so Austin uh, learned that we uh, received around $23 million uh, last week for our application for Safe Streets and Roads for All. And um, we're really excited to get that extra funding to kind of continue the work we're already doing to improve the safety of our streets here in Austin, but also do some new things that we haven't been able to do before. There's some new things that you guys have your eye on. Yeah, so you know, a lot of the work we do now is really uh, focused on some of the top crash intersections in, in Austin. We, we've done a lot of work where we've uh, used bond funding through the last few bond cycles to make improvements at some of our major intersections, and we've seen some really great results there, uh, seeing like thirty percent reduction in serious injury and fatal crashes at the at those locations. So some of the funding that we receive through this grant is going to go towards things like that. But it's also going to allow us to do uh, things that are more systemic. So things that are looking at lower cost treatments like lighting or improving ADA curb ramps or doing signal improvements at dozens of locations throughout the city. But we're also going to be looking to do new things like a citywide lighting study. So we know that uh, the vast majority of our fatal crashes are happening at night and in dark conditions. So we really wanted to make sure that we had a holistic strategy for improving street lighting throughout the city in conjunction with Austin Energy. What a time to be um, conducting a lighting study. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we, we know there's we know there's a lot of challenges Austin Energy is facing right now. And so, you know, we're going to be working over the next few months to kind of really um, develop a scope for what that lighting study would look like and make sure that um, all of our partners are all on, on board and in alignment with that. But yeah, we know there's there's some challenges right now. There's some gaps in our lighting system and there's certain locations that just just don't have lighting for whatever reason. And so, you know, we want to make sure that we're really understanding where those opportunities are and really have a, a kind of sustainable strategy going forward, both from 
you know, a prioritization standpoint, but also a funding standpoint and making sure all the different city departments that touch street lighting are all on the same page. And then there's some other things using technology. So uh, we, we have about a million dollars carved out for video analytics, uh, basically being able to look at dozens of locations throughout the city, uh, recording video at those locations and using some advanced uh, software with some of our technology partners to diagnose some of the safety issues that we're seeing out there. City hasn't shared exact locations. However, on the city's grant application, says some areas are underserved. So this includes Cameron Road around Runberg Lane and Breaker Lane. Montopolis Drive around Burleson and Stastny Lane were among many of them. To see the map, including all of them, head to KXN.com and click on this story. All right, Longhorn fans, how would you like to own a piece of the university? Yeah, it's an interesting thought here. UT giving people access to thousands of pieces of repurposed Longhorn goods. UT Surplus Reuse Store features used university furniture, books, artwork, and other items for sale. Student interns track data on how much UT is diverting from landfills. It helps UT continue its waste reduction and sustainability effort. The main goal is sustainability to divert as much material from the landfill as possible. Each month, the store helps prevent between 20 and 30,000 pounds of material from ending up in U.S. landfills. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.